GM DGENs, and welcome to the final show of 2021, hosted live on the Alpha Men Discord. It is the AM show for one last time here. Uh, I am your host, R2DGEN, and joined with me, as always, Mr. Free Market Capitalist. Hey, now. Hey, now. We are finishing the year out in style. Things feel good in the NFT market. Things feel okay in the crypto market. And we've got a really good show for you today. We are not talking about cryptocurrencies. We are not talking about news in NFTs or cryptos. We're not going over projects. We are just doing our 2021 year in review and what a year it has been um from you know i think most people in this room got into nfts in 2021 um and i think a lot of people would argue that it's been entirely life-changing myself included um but uh but this is going to be a great wrap-up show how are you doing today i'm doing fabulous uh this was a a hallmark marquee year for nfts I got into NFTs in late 2019 because I was participating in DeFi summer when I stumbled across this little coin called Rarible. Uh, I dug a little deeper. I found out about NFTs and I went all in on crypto. So there you go. Yeah, for sure. I mean, my crypto journey started a little bit earlier than that um, in 2017, but my NFT journey started substantially later. Um, getting into it, I think the first one I purchased was back in, I want to say May, kind of around the time that BitClout was starting out. Um, a, a nice young man by the name of Ghost joined BitClout and started doing profile pictures on there where he would... Uh, ghostify your profile picture and uh, he made me this incredible um, clout cobain which is like the kurt cobain with the clout goggles on uh, profile picture and i was happy to buy it from from him on uh on um OpenSea uh, for uh, uh, the low, low price of 0.05. And uh, that is my my first and probably my forever NFT along with my BGAN, um, which I believe was my second purchase. So yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's how I got into it. Um, I stumbled across this little uh, Discord called Alpha Mint, which a lot of my uh, OG BitClout homies were now being a part of. And uh, the rest is kind of history. Yeah, absolutely. And... In February, I discovered Art Blocks and a little project called uh, Bastard Punks Minted. And then the market went into a bear. And not the type of bear you guys are used to, where your offers were cut by 80%. We're talking about offers never showing up in your mailbox. Uh, for the <laughs> two and a half years I had been participating in NFTs, I had gotten like three offers ever from OpenSea, and now I had to put filters above one E. Otherwise, I would be getting 100 emails a day, even in these quote-unquote bears. Oh, so it just that? shows just how crazy... Yeah. Oh, shit. So, <laughs> yeah. So it just shows how crazy a year 2021 was, uh, which is highlighted by what was built during the last bear market, which is Bored Apeyuck. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I do want to just give a special shout out to to Alpha Mint, all of you guys that have joined up with this community. Um, and of course, you know, all of the team, which would be, you know, Scott, NVO, Drip Cult, Free Market, 
Maz. Um, you know, we have the uh, the mod team that was uh, that's always been here. Henry Shubang, uh, Dirty Milk has, has joined up, and uh, oh my god, am I forgetting anybody? Please tell me I'm not forgetting anybody. Um, it's been a, a amazing year. Uh, it's been a year that I've quit my my job from the uh, restaurant industry to to pursue NFTs and build this community with those guys uh, full time. And honest to God, like I wake up every day excited to do this show with you, Free Market. Um, excited to to jump into the DGen jo- dojo and the general chat and interact with all you guys. So I mean, this has just been. Um, life changing to say the least, and I'm just I'm so grateful for for meeting everybody um, and being a part of this. It's uh, it's exciting, and I, I'm I'm thrilled to see what 2022 has to uh, to bring. Right back at you, sir. Yeah, this is a it's it's been a, a wonderful experience, and I'm pl- proud to say that I think it's been maybe nine weeks, ten weeks. I think we're almost on fifty episodes without even missing a single weekday of doing this show. So um, that's been pretty pretty impressive as well. we uh, we wake up every morning, we uh, grab a coffee, we talk for about an hour, prepare for the show and uh, and then we just let it rip and it's it's honestly so much fun. Right back at you, man. This is the <laughs> highlight of my morning. Getting a little bit sappy here, but uh, but yeah. So mm. like I said, we have a great show. We're going to do a little bit of year in review. We're going to be giving out some uh, some awards for uh, you know best or worst of 2021. And I'm really excited to get right into it. Of course, at the end of the show, if anybody wants to jump up uh, and provide their hot takes, or if you disagreed or agreed with anything, please uh, you know jump on up with us, and we can continue the show after that as. As well also really pumped to say that we only have seven alpha mint passes left in the third wave um those are very very close to selling out so i hope we could sell them out before the end of the year and hit the ground running in 2022 um but on that note anything else you want to say before we get into the awards my friend Let's talk NFT. Let's talk the JPEGs. All right. So we uh, yesterday came up with a couple of different subjects that we're going to be talking about today. Um, we're just going to run through them. And uh, and yeah, hopefully we get some, some good reactions out of it. But the first one that I wanted to talk about was the most surprising project of 2021. So this wasn't something that maybe was obvious, um, but uh, something that, you know, kind of caught us off guard or exceeded expectations or whatever. So what do you what do you got for most surprising project of the year, my friend? My most surprising project of the year is a little niche project you may have heard of called Clonex. Right? (laughs) Really? This is where we're going? This is already the hot takes coming out? I, I, you know, people can act not shocked in retrospect, but this was a project off maligned in the DGen Dojo and on Twitter by anybody who was not in this pre-sale or had known Artifact, especially after another very high-profile drop that had happened. It was billed to be the next major failure. People had anticipated that that extremely elevated mint price of two ETH, uh, which was changed because of a terrible launch, was uh, inflated, and that soon after they revealed it would fall to one E or even under, where many of the bears in the DGen dojo would snap some up for a trade. Quite the opposite happened, and the moment they were revealed, it was announced that Artifact was bought by the largest streetwear and sports apparel company in the world, Nike. Uh, They subsequently ran 
to seven e to a seven e floor on the commons and a fifteen e floor on the vials. And while the art may still be slightly divisive, you see so many people rocking them as PFPs. This is going to be an elite collection. And something that may seem obvious in retrospect, had you been there the week of launch, uh, may not have been so obvious. Uh, are you muted, Art? I am, yes. Uh, I got to agree with you um, in terms of Clonex in, in, a, in a kind of roundabout way, right? Like, uh, we all knew it was going to mint out. We all knew it was going to be a success. Uh, they had a lot of fun happening. They were not without their share of, of faults during the minting process, the pre-sale process. All of these things kind of uh, seem to be pointing against maybe the rise and fall of, uh, of Clonex and Artifact. They've made some missteps with the licensing, um, holding back the the Mirakamis for the team and all of that stuff. Um, and, and, you know, the reveal happened and it seemed like maybe it was a little bit lackluster. Uh, you know, the, the floor started dipping below the mint price of 2 ETH, although all the pre-sales were done at 0.05. So those are still winners. Um, and then they dropped the bomb on the world that Nike was acquiring them. And here we are. They are, you know, after a month of, of, of reveal, about four ETH in the, on the floor. The mint files are still very, very high. I think they were nine ETH the last time I checked. Um, and this, this project seems to have, uh, in hindsight, and, uh, and surprising to me, uh, done all of the right things in managing their uh, their hype cycle and, and keeping the ball rolling. So, um, you know, they 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 didn't get down as low as everybody thought they were, and they are still kicking. So, I think it's actually a great pick. Yeah, and it's it's one of those things where they they kept saying that there was something, and you had to trust them, and you could hardly blame anybody in the NFT world for listening to a team when they say, "Wink, wink, we trust you." How many projects have actually executed on their roadmap to a point where there was some massive pump after releasing the next step of it? Very few. It's usually a sell the news situation. So this was, this was really executed perfectly from a financial engineering standpoint on their part. Yeah, this is a project that has killed it, and a big congratulations to uh, to anybody that held strong in their uh, their convictions, yourself included, um, in in Clonex, and and you know it's it's paid off in spades for it. So, uh, cheers to that. Um, I'm gonna go with uh, it, it's kind of a combination of things, but I'm gonna pick. Barrex, which is something we haven't spoken about in a while, and there might be some eye rolls because who gives a shit about Barrex? Um, but I'm also going to just include um, these big overhyped projects that built up this artificial hype cycle, uh, underwent like a massive hack, uh, really kind of dropped the ball on everything, and then still managed to succeed despite it all. Um, I think it was actually one of the shortcomings of the NFT community about how willingly we were. Um, supporting projects that uh you know didn't didn't respect the security or the um you know the 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 money that people were throwing into it uh you know barrex had a massive hack their discord was probably one of the first big ones that we saw uh it was i think it was like 120 eth ended up getting stolen i mean they you know they they refunded people good on them but they actually raised the mint price to f- like 
to help fund the refunding of it rather than just taking it out of their own projects. Um, they held one of ones back and auctioned them off for like 10 ETH afterwards. It's a, and it's a project that is still kicking around. I mean, the floor looks like it's 0.16, but that's just for the, uh, the babies. So they've kind of copied the, the Kongs and the Kaijus in that regard. Like everything about this project really was frustrating to me. And if you're holding them, please don't take this as FUD. Um, it really is just the story that kind of gets to me that, uh, that these, these projects, there's other ones included in it as well, but Barracks is the one that stands out to me. So uh, that would be my biggest surprise of the year was just kind of how um, a project like this and other projects similar to what happened to them uh, just kind of not only maintained, but thrived. I, I really like this take because we talk about projects that do some things wrong and manage to uh, succeed anyway. This project did everything wrong. And it wasn't just that they did everything wrong. It was when they did it. This was not a good time for new mints. This was not a great time for NFTs in general. So to put, they honestly could be credited with bringing us out of that small bear market. They, they launched right at the tail end of this period when people were questioning whether things could even mint out. And to their credit, the one thing they did right was allow presale people to mint up to 10 uh, and they put no limit on the public sale afterwards. And I think that's what helped them sell out. Yeah. I, I mean, this was a, a topic of discussion on the AM show almost too much. Like we, we were talking internally behind the scenes about like, we got to like cut the conversation down about this, but like, it really was like kind of sweeping the NFT world. And it was, it was one of those projects that was like, it felt like it was one of the first ones that like built up to what 50, 60, 70,000, uh, you know, followers in discord, um, almost overnight. They really, really ran up that hype cycle. And, uh, you know, despite all of the, the issues that they had, they survived. So, I mean, good on them. You know, it's, uh, and again, if you're holding them, this isn't meant to fudge your bags if you believe in the project or whatnot, but I just, I was just surprised that the, they managed to kind of hold the attention of the community and and uh, and continue to succeed. Yeah. So moving on from there, uh, next subject or next uh, next award we have is the uh, most surprising flop of the year. I'm going to let you lead off with this one. Yes, the most surprising flop of the year. Drum roll. And this may not this may not sound surprising, but it's Mecca for me. Okay, Mechaverse, right? This was the marquee anticipated mint of the year. They, they created a 250,000 person discord, which was literally unheard of at the time. They had penetrated the normie mindshare and people who were not into NFTs were asking me, have you heard of this Mecca? How do I do Mecca? What is Mecca? Right. And if whatever you think about the team, and the launch dynamics of this project, okay, after they had minted and they were in pre-sale, and remember, they stayed in pre-sale for, I think, a week before they revealed because of what we heard yeah. were rumors of, yeah, we heard rumors that they did not like the final art, which is a little hilarious because I think the biggest surprise with Mecca was that the art was violently underwhelming. I mean, when people saw the reveal, there was literal laughing. Like it was a, the way that people thought they were going to laugh at Clonex because of those meme 
Clonexes that had been passed around. That's what people were doing with Mecca. And I don't think anybody, regardless of whether you thought it was going to fall from that pre-revealed price, which I think most people in the DGEN Dojo did, we were expecting good art. Everyone wanted these things. I mean, we're talking uh, influencers. We're talking by the artificial hype cycle, by the failed launch, by the ridiculous bump they saw pre-reveal, and by the delayed reveal, and then the shenanigans apparently by the team doing insider trading. Oh, I completely forgot about that. Too. It was, it was. I mean, it was such a a weird and awful. Uh, debut for what was by far and easily the most anticipated NFT project of all time that I think Mechaverse is by far the most surprising flop uh, of this year. Yeah, this is a good one. I mean, at its face value, it seems kind of weird to call a project that has done 45,000 ETH in volume, um, you know, mint about <laughs> 8,880 of these at, uh, I don't even remember the mint price. It wasn't, wasn't cheap though. It was it 0.25? Um, uh, point two, yeah. Point two, yeah. So I mean, these guys brought in tens of millions of dollars. Uh, to call it a flop might seem weird, but yeah, I mean, if you were there at the time, um, especially before even the minting and the reveal, like this was supposed to be a contender for the next big profile picture uh, project and like metaverse play as well. Uh, this was supposed to be something that you know, in hindsight, was just going up into the right only. Uh, you know, if if you would ask people back then. Then, where would the price of these be on December 31st, 2021? I don't think it would have been uncommon for people to say 5, 10 ETH. I'm sure you would have had people say these things are going to 20 ETH, no problem. Um, and then all of the, uh, the the launch dynamics were were mired in not only FUD, but kind of conspiracy as well. Uh, but the reveal happened and honestly, they were just lackluster. Now, that being said, we did have somebody on the show yesterday that gave the bull case for Mecca. And I think that you and I both, as we were talking about this this morning, thought like this is the most bullish we felt about Mecca. Um, hard yeah. to believe that this is a project that can go any lower than where it is now. And it's been around, you know, 0.1 or sorry, one ETH for a while. Um, but, uh, but, you know, it, it definitely was um, was lackluster at the time. And, and let's be clear here. This is not a flop based on financials. This is a flop relative to the expectations 100%. that the team, that the management team put out there. And I mean, this is what, whether we're talking about Wall Street or whether we're talking about NFTs, it's an executive team's job to manage public expectations. If you screw that up, you can cause hype cycles that destroy that destroy your project whether the underlying product is good or not you it is very important to manage the expectations of the public because we can see how a bad taste or a screwed up launch can really linger well beyond uh well beyond when it should and quite frankly had any other project minted at point two and was sitting at point nine right now we'd be calling it a success but we're not 100 because of the expectations that management set yeah i i i'm wholeheartedly in agreement with you there uh and you know important to remember that pre-reveal these things were trading at nine eth nine eth and uh and this is where they're at right now so um 
yeah, I mean, do I think they have a future? I got to believe that they have enough funds to make something happen. Um, 3D profile pictures have sort of come back into the meta. And, uh, and, and you know, with Coinbase on the horizon, maybe this is something that's ripe for the pickup. As you said, this was a project that, you know, I'm air quoting, but the normies um, were hyper aware of as well. And uh, and maybe this come, kind of comes back in 2022. Also want to give them full credit for uh, for kickstarting that uh, little bear run or uh, bear market we had <laughs> for a bit there too. I mean, this thing just sucked up so much liquidity for about oh, 10 man. days before the reveal. Um, and uh, and after that, it was it was all downhill. Um, but uh, but we're back, baby, and we don't even we don't even remember it anymore. So yeah, Mecca is an amazing pick. Um, and my, big yeah, uh, go ahead. Big shout out to Jaguar, my lemon homie. We do an AMA at the end of the show, so please do not go anywhere. Uh, I want to hear what you have to say, but we do our AMA uh, right at the end of the show. So one love, and uh, please. Uh, uh, Put your hand back up later. We want to hear from you. Oh, okay. Sorry, uh, go ahead so, on, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Yep. All good. Um, mm-hmm. So my pick for uh, biggest flop this year would actually just be Dragon Projects. Um, there was <laughs> a, a little point in time a couple months ago, maybe not even that long ago, that we were talking about Digi Dragons, uh, Dormant Dragons, Cosmic Wyverns. Project Draca, these were all happening at the same time. Um, pixel art was very in at that time. Uh, all these profile pictures of like, you know, different things seemed to work. And we thought, um, you know, we didn't think super highly of all of them, but we definitely thought that one or two of them would be a pretty big success. Uh, and and boy, did all of these flop. Anything that was Dragons was just an absolute shit show with hacks, uh, fucked up launch dynamics, not minting out, people staying away from them. The art on some of them was atrocious. Uh, the art on some of them was okay. But it was just like this like back to back to back to back succession of projects that just fucking absolutely t- tanked um and and here we are uh i do think that it probably phased out pixel art in the uh in the meta for the short term um and uh and you know when we were in that moment uh, in time talking about these i don't think uh we would have thought that all of them would have completely flopped uh but in hindsight it was a, a hilarious kind of look back to to don't don't touch the dragons i guess I think we were all planning on minting at least one, if not uh, more of these. And just as they got closer to mint, uh, all of us pretty much backed away. It was these these projects. I, I say this a lot. A project has to make a case for its existence. OK, you can't just be good art. You can't just have a flashy roadmap. You, you, you have to fire on all cylinders, of course. But more than that. You have to effectively tell your story. Are you okay? Yeah, man, I'm good. Um, fucking restream just closed everything. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't think that that was for very long. Anyway, sorry. What I was saying was um, the, uh, the the art on those look good, and uh, you know maybe not the best profile pictures, but the only uh, sorry the only dragon project that ended up actually doing decently well in the short term was uh the wizards and dragons game which definitely wasn't centered around dragons or uh profile pictures but that just kind of popped into my mind around that one is it yeah yeah so um yeah so let's move on to uh the next award uh the biggest um oh sorry the hindsight is 2020 award uh so this is looking back on things that could have been completely obvious to us but uh Maybe it wasn't at the time, um, but I'm going to go with uh, the 
the gaming meta. Um, it seemed inevitable that on-chain gaming was going to take over. Um, and we had a great string of projects uh, that were were highly, highly successful. Um, obviously, EtherOrcs was one of the ones that kicked that off. If you want to go back a little bit further, we had Anonymize and then See My Cats. But EtherOrcs really brought this into the ethos. Um, you know, they had a lot of different concepts. There was a lot of game theory. It captured the attention of Alpha Mint and all of these other communities in a big, big way. Um, and still to this day continues to be incredibly successful. You know, they've launched more seasons and, and, you know, they, they're having a lot of fun with it and the team is, uh, absolutely top tier. Uh, but we also saw really, really successful things. Like we mentioned, wizards and dragons wolf game kind of came out of nowhere and we saw some, you know, alpha men members have some gigantic wins, but you know, even just a lot of people in crypto just clean or uh, sorry, NFTs cleaned up in wolf game. And that has even come back in a big way in the last week. Too. Uh, some other notable ones that I was thinking about is uh, is Critters, which is you know a little bit more new to us just in the last day, but they've also taken the idea of staking and and play to earn and imported it into Minecraft. Um, you know, and and I had that moment when I logged into Minecraft using my staked critter of like this is so fucking obvious. This makes so much sense to me. Um, and and that's kind of why I gave it the hindsight award. Um, and and NFTs, crypto and gaming, play to earn, digital ownership, all of this stuff makes so much sense. Uh, it's not going anywhere. And uh, I don't think that it's uh, just a meta or a fad. It might come in and out of favor a little bit. Uh, but this is not something that's going to go away completely like some of the other trends that we see. I think this is everybody's most popular trend for 2022. This is the one area that, you know, they call it GameFi or NFTFi. Um, this is legitimizing DeFi as that sector has always had a problem penetrating uh, the attention gasm there. And I think that this, that is why we're seeing such a move towards this P2E gaming uh, right now, it's very obvious, and it combines really the two use cases of Ethereum into this perfect, uh, this perfect little sector. Now, the only issue is that it's very obvious, right? And everybody is looking at it. The re the niche trend that people aren't looking at is probably going to be the best return next year. This is a very large meta trend that's going to play out over a few years. And just going 100% into GameFi right now, I actually think would be a bit of a mistake. There are it, You have to have a nuanced take on it. You have to know which projects are going to be hot. But I certainly think this year kicked off what's going to be a multi-year uh, secular trend in uh, crypto gaming. Yeah, I think that if this isn't a trend that ends up working out, I think that we should maybe actually be concerned about NFTs in general, to be honest with you. It just seems like such a good match. Um, and, and you know, I don't think that it's going to take over the gaming space immediately, but I, I do think that we are just going to continue to see it grow and grow and grow. And it's going to be one of those things that we look back in five, six years um, and say, like, you know, I'm so happy that I got to participate in this, um, you know, and, and hopefully. And, and it's, it's why I think a project like ether orcs is so undervalued, right? Because I, I truly think over the next few years, the big disruptor is going to be when, when a gaming company 
or a team whose core competency was gaming decides to incorporate crypto, we get some sort of Fortnite or, or World of Warcraft phenomenon based on Ethereum. That said, things like EtherOrg specifically are going to be looked back on as relics. They are going to be the crypto punks of GameFi. And I really think their price in Ethereum is going to reflect that. The fact that they're selling under one ETH now is one of the greatest opportunities uh, in the entire space. Yeah, I mean, if I could equate them to some like real world gaming analogy of uh, it would be World of Warcraft. Now, not not because they're orcs um, and not because they were the first game, um, but they were the first one to really kind of grab the attention of everybody. And these these games are very, very sticky. Once you're in them, you've sunk your your time, your money and your energy into them. It's very hard to walk away from them, too. And I think uh, Ether has done that to an absolute T. Um, I, I, I think at the time when it was going down, obviously Alphamint was very excited. I missed out on it and uh, it was a lot of fun watching everybody have fun with it. But uh, I, I don't think that uh, I would have thought that it is where it is now. And, uh, you know, so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised and I don't think that this is a meta that's going away at all. Uh, what do you got? What do you got in, in uh, for hindsight is 2020 award? Board Ape Yacht Club, right? Now, I think everyone in the audience just went, well, duh. Well, yeah, that's the point of this segment, right? Because if you go back two yeah. months, ain't nobody thought Board Apes would be even remote. When they were sitting at two and three E, and you had the diehard Board Apes telling you these things are going to flip punks, they're going to get over 50, all this shit. People called them crazy. I dismissed them, right? This, is, this was not a likely story. They were but laughed Yuga off Labs, the stage. Laughed off the stage. But Yuga Labs has executed a flawless victory this year, arguably up until yesterday. But I think that's a small uh, a small point. But Board Apes has not only redefined utility, they've redefined what it is to be an NFT. They have put on a masterclass in both PR and managing a hype cycle. We've talked about some failures this year. And, and for, for all of Clonex's success, it was a completely mismanaged PR situation. Yuga Labs is the opposite. I mean, Bored Apes have done no wrong. They absolutely deserve uh, to be the next blue chip, which, which I believe they are. And I think they're getting over uh, 100 e in the first quarter of this next year, I, I applaud board, a- board Apes. They they can create more supply and it's never diluted. In fact, I think it's a value add. I think when they release Mutant Dogs next month and people see that, I don't know, is it going to be a 40,000 collection? I, I don't know exactly how big the collection will be, but when they see this thing holds over a 1E floor, I think that's what's going to inspire mutants to get over 20. I think that's what's going to inspire apes to get over 100 and you know i I can't say enough good things about apes uh they they win the year they win the industry i'd tip my hat yeah i i these 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 this team is going to write the book on um how to manage an nft project uh like you said they've just done everything right uh it's been this a constant relentless a pressure um and you know obviously they have a really great community that's kind of rallied around it as well uh but but yeah i mean sure talking about it now seems obvious that board apes board apes are board apes they've always been good they're always going to increase in value yada 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 but i mean you know 
much to our chagrin, these things were like basically placed in our laps um, back in May at 0.3. And we just said, nah, right? Like I, I wasn't buying NFTs, you know, it wasn't your thing and, and, and it's fine. You know, it doesn't cause me to lose any sleep over uh, overnight, but like, um, you know, it just, uh, it, the, the, the few missteps that, uh, Yuga Labs has had has just made this so obvious now, but, uh, you know, they, 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 they're so focused on their community. They do so much for them. They they rally around a cause. They really make this a membership club that people want to be a part of. They're you know getting celebrities to join the Board Ape Club, like Post Malone, Jimmy Fallon, Snoop Dogg's been buying them. Like all of these people are hugely, hugely, hugely relevant in the world. And that's not to say something like a CryptoPunks hasn't had that as well. Um, but it's it, we we cannot go a day without talking about something board apes, even if it is an unfortunate hack. Something uh, in board apes happens every single day, whether it's an a thousand ETH, um, you know, M three serum sale, the doing the 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 revealing of them live on Twitch, you know, announcing another project, announcing another partnership. I mean, they partnered with Timbaland to do, um, you know, the the ape records or whatever it was that they had. Like this is just a ball that has not stopped rolling. So you know, cheers to them. Kudos to them. They've done everything seemingly right. And uh, I just, I think that there's no stopping them at this point. So I want to shout out Miho, who put a great point in the general chat. He even said, am I crazy for thinking mutants take over next year? No, I don't think you're crazy. I don't think they would ever flip board apes. I do think that they are undervalued relative to apes right now. I believe the gap between board apes and mutants will close. Uh, and while they will never flip the underlying collection, I think they are so undervalued relative to the apes, given they're practically the same entry into the club. And anybody who can't afford an ape is going to go to a mutant, and anyone who can't afford a mutant is going to go to a dog, and, and so on and so on. Yeah, you got it. Uh, anything that uh, that this brand is a part of um, it has done well. I mean, we saw the drop of mutant apes just go incredibly well, uh, and they they crushed it. And mutant apes themselves, I think, were about at a twelve ETH floor, um, if not a little bit less than that. But but yeah, everything that the board ape kennel club is doing six ETH, and I gotta believe the mutant dogs are are uh, when they come are gonna do you know similar numbers. It just it just makes sense now, and I just I would never bet against them. I think they have the capital, and I mean like political capital, to to do forty thousand mutant dogs, and I think that those forty thousand will uh, will have a floor over one ETH. Oh, easily, I would I would take that bet ninety nine out of a hundred times. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I completely agree with that. So, okay. That was a, that was a great discussion, and I'm glad that you picked board apes because I think that 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 is the right answer in this uh, topic. So let's move on to the biggest fall from grace of 2021. Um, I picked Galactic Apes. Uh, this is uh, one of the first big projects that I ended up minting. Uh, I love them. I love the art. I think that Wes did a really great job of launching this. Uh, the G- Galactic Apes Genesis um, is just like some some pinnacle PFP uh, with all the animations and everything that they have. I just I loved everything about this project, um, but it just stalled. I mean, it went from I think it was a point one or a point zero eight mint price uh and really 0.08 right um you know 
after the reveal, this was one of those rare projects that after the reveal, it went up and up and up and up. There was a while there that it was uh, uh, about three ETH floor. And that's where it just kind of all fell apart. Uh, now, obviously, once things run up to that much, there's going to be an inevitable pullback and some sideways trading. But, um, you know, this is an example of maybe some mismanagement in the project. Uh, I don't think it's dead. I think that this is a great entry point if you've ever wanted to get into Galactic Apes at about 0.25 right now. But, um, you know, West teased out Galactic Monkeys. This was going to be a, you know, a one-to-one drop. If you owned an ape, you got a monkey, you just claimed it. Um, you know, he made some excuses about the art not being ready. Oh, gas is too high for you guys. I don't want to jeopardize the project. Uh, tokens came into meta. Every project was doing a token. The, 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 the slogan of the NFT world was when token, when token. And Wes said, no, fuck your tokens. We're going to do NFT drops. We're going to do missions and you're going to earn extra NFTs, which I think we're all in agreement. Nobody wants more of these NFTs, these, uh, you know, illiquid assets um, as a passive income. And, uh, you know, it, it all just kind of started to fall apart there. Monkeys eventually did drop. There was a slight rebound. Um, people sold them. And then, you know, the floor just kind of collapsed into about, I think it was as low as 0.15 for a little bit there. Um, and it's it's having a little bit of trouble getting off the mat. So I think that this was a, a, a really, really interesting rise and fall story. Uh, and, I, you know, I wouldn't count them out. I still have some. I still think they're fantastic art. And if there's nothing else about that, they make great profile pictures. Um, but I, I don't know where this is now. This seemed like a shoe-in to be a 5 ETH project eventually. And here we are sitting well, well, well below 1 ETH. <laughs> yeah. And... This, you know, it's kind of funny because I would, you could argue that Galactic Apes saw the meta coming. They, they knew, they, they knew this GameFi thing was going to be big. Wes practically designed the model that a lot of these projects are kind of going with now, but he was early. And in markets, there's a saying early is wrong, right? And unless you have the capital, and mental fortitude to hodl something for a very, very long time, being early is wrong, right? And that's just unfortunately what happened here. Nobody was quite mature enough on the idea of these illiquid markets, how easily hype could inflate a price well beyond where it should even remotely be. And then if you cannot deliver, if you cannot somehow maintain that level of hype, you're going to see a violent retrace. And he happened to launch into the best market NFTs had ever seen. So true. So and true. unless you were going to, and yeah, and unless you were going to continue to deliver on that level into the teeth of the bear, all that, I, there was just no way this was going to be to maintain that type of price. Now, I don't fault Wes as much as some other people. I don't think anybody knew a lot back then. I th- I think he was just doing what felt right. And I think a lot of what he did was genuine, passionate, and it was right for what he thought was going to happen. But the cycles in which NFTs, uh, the cycles that NFTs experience were becoming shorter and shorter, more and more roadmap dependent. And he was just early with his concepts. And then we can even talk about Originally, you weren't even going to win a utility token for these missions. It was going to be like special limited edition NFTs, which probably sounded right when he came up with it. 
But in our new world of don't dilute your brand and when token, it just wasn't going to work. And he ended up giving in and announcing Goo, which is going to be their token, which I think is the right move. But I think all these things have led to the, the perspective that this leader doesn't know what he's doing, which I think is a little unfair. And, and I do think uh, apes have bottomed, uh, galactic apes have bottomed here as well. Yeah, I, I agree with your kind of take on West too. It was a very uncertain time. Um, I, I don't want to say uncertain time, but like thing that we weren't as uh, developed as we were in the ecosystems and the expectations for projects were substantially different at the time. Uh, it was before the um, the when token kind of craze took over. And I'm assuming that West kind of had this vision for the project Um you know, prior to all the tokens and he stuck to his guns, uh, much to the community's dismay. Um, but it, you know, it was, it was quite a fall from grace in the sense that there was a, uh, I don't even want to say a brief period of time. It was quite extended actually, where these profile pictures were everywhere, including an alpha mint. Um, and they looked good, you know, dirty milk had his AS gape in there all the time. You know, Scott was rocking a gape for a long time. I had one, um, people coming and going, you would see them in the alpha mint stage now and, or, uh, then all the time. And now you look at this, you know, and there, there's none of them in there. Uh, and you know, I, that is a pretty good indicator that people have kind of threw their hands up of it. But again, like you said, it, they're not dead in the water. Um, if, if you're just betting on art alone, uh, these are, these are some top tier, um, pixel art PFPs. So, uh, and- yeah. Here's an honorable mention for a project uh, that happened earlier in the summer when I don't think a lot of us were around, but Vogu, right? This is another project that really just seemed ahead of its time. Not a lot of people were talking about uh, uh, TV shows, licensing property, entertainment. This was an angle Vogu came from. And Great call. Man, was it hype. I, yeah, talk about seeing them everywhere. I used to see these Vogu Vogu PFPs, especially all over BitClout. I know a lot of people were rocking them and love this project. It's sitting below mint price right now, which for all of Galactic Apes, faults. And I mean, this is again, mismanagement of expectations by teams and, and practically disappearing from the Discord, from what I understand. Yeah, uh, I was going to say. In regards to Vogu, but. Definitely yeah, a mismanagement that's, I mean, of that's community. Pretty much it using the funds that they had Mm -hmm. and they were in abundance. They didn't hire any kind of community manager, um, you know, any team to kind of stay in there, keep people engaged, manage expectations. Uh, They fell flat. And, uh, and yeah, that was a a big under deliver as well. And you know what, like they had uh, all of the opportunity in the world back then to, to grab a stranglehold over profile pictures. Um, I think if I'm, you know, in in hindsight, knowing what we know now, as I'm kind of scrolling through the activity page of this thing and looking at them, they actually don't make good profile pictures. Uh, the the details are too fine. You don't you you won't see people having these and having a lot of differentiation. Uh, some of the backgrounds really muddle the details as well. So I mean, maybe maybe that was one of the reasons why this happened before we realized that it all happened. But, uh, but yeah, all the opportunity in the world and it kind of just was mismanaged for sure. Great call. Uh, what's your take on the, uh, the, 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 uh, sorry, biggest fall from grace of 2021. Another niche project. I don't know if a lot of people have heard of crypto punk. Okay, <laughs> I, I knew so we were going there. Yeah. 
I don't think a lot of people in this room were in NFTs in February, but there was a bit of a mainstream news cycle in February for a few reasons. One was a CryptoPunk had sold for $11 million in auction, and Beeple sold the most expensive NFT of all time for $69 million uh, at auction. Now, CryptoPunks were the undisputed king of NFTs. It was the only NFT an average person could name if they named one. Larva Labs rolled into 2021 as the king of the hill. In fact, they felt like they had the pull to drop a 20,000 metaverse project, a 20,000 supply metaverse project called MeBits, which quickly ramped to almost a 7 ETH floor, just like Clonex. Now, we talked about Clonex being a large supply now towards the later end of the year with all these new entrants into the market. None of those people were there when MeBits dropped, okay? This was a ballsy, ballsy drop by a company that, quite frankly, had the political capital to do it. Now, as the year unfolded and mainstream companies started buying punks and celebrities started buying punks, they went on a run that defined the, the first half of 2021, getting up to 100E, over 100E at one point. Eventually, things started to go stale. The MeBits drop was largely considered a failure as no utility was announced. The metaverse utility seemed to be very far out. The floor started to drop and a small upstart project that seemed to be gaining speed quickly on them was CyberCon, which people had dismissed early on, treated as not a very important project, and all of a sudden was being billed as the utility metaverse play in existence. And I saw quite a few punk owners flip their MeBits just to buy a CyberCon at the time. And this started the punk's fall from grace. After that, we saw Bored Apes get above 10E and become the story of the day. You heard some of the more ardent fans then say Bored Apes were going to catch up to punks. Bored Apes were going to flip punks. People still thought it was an absolutely ridiculous premise, but there was rancor growing within the punk community. This new project was gaining steam, and whether they had equaled the price of crypto punks, they were stealing all the PR to the point where people wanted apes instead of punks. And then it really came down to the rights, right? We, we talk about licensing rights. And punks, you do not own the licensing rights to your punk. You cannot use it in your own commercial operation, which is a stark contrast from Bored Apes. And Larva Labs is this actively caused, seeking out people who defy that too. Like they, they go after people. That, and, Exactly. And we talked about Bored Apes having a a flawless execution this year. Well, somebody created a flipped version of apes, much like we had a flipped version of funks, right? Funks were the response to this DCA licensing issue that CryptoPunks had, like, ha, go ahead, come get us. And they launched on OpenSea. And punks went and got them. They sent a letter and said, you need to remove this collection. They've stolen our IP. Now, you have to understand, crypto people are decentralized. They have a libertarian bent to them. This is the philosophy that underpins the entire industry. This is not, we don't sue each other. It is, it is a free market. 
And this was a little bit anti the ethos that most people who had minted CryptoPunks originally believed in. So now you had this new project giving people all the rights they've ever wanted, starting to steal mindshare away from punks and punks and Larva Labs acting in a way that really rubbed true crypto natives the wrong way. So this caused the top to be put in and punks continued to fall, fall, fall from 100 to a point where earlier this month, Bored Apes actually flipped punks for about 37 minutes. Uh, Bored Apes were worth 62 ETH and punks were worth 58 or something like that. I forget the exact discrepancy. I think it was even tighter than that. You could argue that very brief. Little, little tighter than that, but that was something I don't think anybody would have predicted or expected had you been in NFTs in February. As we said, punks could do no wrong. And it got it the fever pitch was so crazy last month and early this month. People were selling punks to buy funks, which is a garbage collection that really says nothing except we're angry that, you know, crypto punks aren't giving us blah, blah, blah. And, you know, to get to the, to the crux of this argument, crypto punks don't have to do anything. To, to think that crypto punks should match board apes utility just because apes became popular is ridiculous. And I think much of what underpinned the funk movement is fugazi. That said, I think that we all saw it coming as as punks were were losing their shine. And once it got so fuddy and so anti-punk that I just couldn't take it anymore, I decided to get bullish on them because I do think that both punks and apes are going to go to 100E next year. But certainly my vote for Fall from Grace, if you had been there in February, would be CryptoPunks. Yeah, it's it's pretty funny to say that a, a project that routinely sells for, you know, several million dollars um, every time one of these gets uh, gets sold is a Fall from Grace. But you're, you're 100% right. This was a project that was like the de facto PFP profile picture um when i was explaining to people you know in my um, irl what nfts were and you know people are like "Ah, i'm not sure and then i would show them a picture of a crypto punk they'd be like especially if they were even remotely active on twitter but they'd be like oh yeah i've seen those and then you you know that was the that was the talking point that people would start to wrap their heads around uh board apes kind of was second place to that um, but yeah, I mean, they, I, I honestly think that the hard rock Nick meme, can the devs do something might've actually started with Larva labs, um, because that's, you know, what the punk community was crying for, for, for so, so long, um, as they watched the bored apes just, uh, you know, in the rear view mirror, get closer and closer, almost like the, uh, the Terminator scene where they're driving away. But, um, yeah, you know, I mean, bored apes just, they got there and it's, 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 it's so interesting listening to one of the OG board apes talk about how their original goal, they're like the, the, the best case scenario for apes was to eventually flip me bits. Right. And, and, and this is where we are now. This is how far it's come. And I, I agree with you. It's yeah. not like Larva Labs has to be reactionary. It's not like this is a zero sum game or like there's only, you know, winner take all. And if, if, you know, apes flip the punks that there's, there's no coming back for the punks. 
Um, but I, I just think that, uh, you know, they had some missteps. I think that they could have done better. I think that they could have, um, been better ambassadors to this new decentralized web three world. Uh, and they were, they were more than happy to kind of just sit back and, and let it happen. Um, and maybe it was inevitable. Maybe this is something that was always going to happen. Who knows? Um, but, but yeah, I, I, actually, I agree. They are not the pinnacle of NFTs anymore. No, and I like how the punks have generally responded to this. I disagree uh, going after other projects that copy their IP. I think the best response to that stuff is always to laugh it off. I mean, nothing any of these other projects can do take away what make you great. So I see no reason even acknowledging them beyond laughing. Definitely. I agree. I agree. You just, you don't have to, you can, you can take the high road. You can just say, let them do what they're doing. It doesn't affect us. No, you know, all exposure is good exposure. You want funks to have a moment. Well, guess what? Once people look at funks, it all, all roads lead back to crypto punks. Right. But instead they just suppressed, suppressed, they suppressed all roads. (laughs) <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, hey, might be a thing in hey. 2021. Surprised we left that project off all of our lists, but maybe we, uh, you know, eyes are <laughs> elsewhere right now. Um, okay, let's move on to the most promising future. Looking forward to 2022. What project do you think has a great future ahead of it? So my pick for most promising future would be Kaiju Kings. No this was... There. This was, we talk about, we've talked about a lot of the failed drops and the failed launch dynamics that a lot of teams experienced this year. This was the exact opposite. This was the most successful and well executed launch of the year. Easily the most hyped, kind of stealthy project because nobody knew about it or expected it kind of to show up. But By the time it minted, the demand for these things was absolutely bananas because even after the fully whitelisted mint sold out, the secondary on these things went absolutely wild. First, they went to 5e, then they pulled back to 3, then they went to 7. And then during this very quiet stretch for the team, they ended up pulling all the way back to 1.3 at one point, which was actually the lowest the collection had ever been. We see this so often with projects. You know, every project is going to go through a quiet period. That is the period when the team is building. They don't necessarily have time to hop into the Discord and talk about what they've already done and try to foster an alpha community. If a team really has an ambitious roadmap there, they need to get building. And Kaiju Kings has one of the most competent teams that I've ever had the pleasure of talking with and getting to know. We We see great projects with good art and a good roadmap, but what makes you an investor versus a trader? You got to get in there and get to know the team. That's why discords are great. They have AMAs, they have town halls. You tend to be able to mix it up with the mods, mix it up with the developers and admins, and you get to know a team. Do they understand NFTs? Do they get it? Are they concerned with the, with the, uh, with the floor price? Are they building when things go quiet? And that's a big yes for all of those with Kaiju Kings. I think it was the best art, the best pixel art of the year. I think they are very, very quote unquote cool. And I I hope that doesn't sound too boomerish, but I could see these things really ending up in a rapper's profile picture. They're kind of rebellious. 
They're like Kongs, but they're a little younger. If you go into that alpha room, it is very randy. It would remind you of a frat house, but they're all very genuine, good people. It's a great community. And I do think Kaijus are going to reach 10 ETH next year. Now, given the current roadmap, Shubang made some great points in the DGen Dojo earlier today. If you were just going on what has already been announced, there's an end to this product, right? You could see babies minting out and things just tanking as the price of kaijus is pretty directly correlated to what you can get for a baby right now. But again, it takes time and a little bit of research to understand whether a team, quote unquote, gets it. I think that kaijus do. I bought another one. I bought two of them actually into the, the lows a couple of weeks ago. And I'm very bullish on that project and think they're going to be, they're going to become one of the next elites uh, next year. Uh, I have a hard time disagreeing with you on any of these points, um, except maybe the best picks. I still think that the best pixel art would probably be galactic apes, but that may be a bias um, in that. Um the one thing that I will yeah, give yeah. Kaijus is some of the traits that they did were like absolutely masterful in, in the way that they look um, like the, uh, the beanie two cats. Uh, some of the glasses are just absolutely stunning that even just that red bandana, like the, the, the way that they use the pixels to put that much detail in there is incredibly hard. I can tell you from firsthand experience. Um, these are like just top tier profile pictures. Um, and yeah, one of the things that you always know is when the Kaijus are around, I mean, they come in, they, they seem to travel in packs um, and they, they rock the profile pictures uh, proudly and they are, uh, they they stand out to a to a T. So I mean I love the kaiju project. Um, obviously, like you said, the, you know there there is there should be more to come, and this is, seems to be a project that is uh, has a very competent team. They've done a great job of um, managing their community. If the amount of time that you spend in their Discord is any indication, and how active it is, um, and I, I think that one of the biggest understated things that they did was how they handled some of their mint dynamics. Um, it wasn't flawless, but the way that they responded to them was flawless to the point where a lot of projects after the fact tried to copy it without understanding the context in which they were operating. Um, and I think it caused a lot of projects to flop because they were trying to be the next kaiju in the way that they handled it. Um, even something as simple as this was the first and probably one of the last projects that I can remember that locked all presale trading um, before reveal which was a very interesting choice. A lot of teams love to get that hype cycle going before the reveal, build up some volume and, of course, some royalties. Uh, Kaiju turned that on their head, and we haven't really seen it done too successfully uh, since then. I had never seen it before. Uh, it was, it, I guess you could say it was a little frustrating. It was interesting. It seemed that there were a lot of people putting kind of prank bids on Kaijus because you knew they couldn't be sold. So you'd see some randy people bidding 10 ETH on one, even though the floor was like two yep. pre-revealed just because you knew that, that it couldn't be accepted. I had never seen a project do that, but I actually like it. In contrast to something like Clonex, which said that they tried to dissuade trading with a 10% <laughs> royalty, which is fucking ridiculous because yeah. they did like 20,000 ETH in volume. Yeah. Uh, if you really wanted to dissuade trading, lock it like Kaiju. I thought that was pretty brilliant. Please okay. don't trade. We're we're gonna take ten percent if you do. Shame <laughs> on you. An extra two thousand. Fuck off. 
Yeah, that was that was we talked about Clone X a lot, but that was one of the more asinine things that took place during that drop. Um, my most promising future is a newer project, but one that I like a lot. Um, you know, it's it's something that I minted a few of and then bought more uh, pre-reveal. But this is a uh, oops, I accidentally pulled up Cool Cats, uh, Cool Man's Universe. Um, this is a project that I just I thought looked really really good. Um, they did the traits a little bit differently. There's a lot, there's like an abundance of rare traits. Um, they're fun to look at. They've got a lot of uniqueness. They've got a lot of character. Um, but somewhere in between lemon friends, uh, alien friends and some of the other things that happened, they just haven't seemed to catch that hype cycle that some of the other ones did. Um, now they're still well above mint price. They're still at point two. There's lots of volume trading on them, but I just think that this is a project that hasn't had its moment yet you alluded to instagram maybe uh, um, in next year being a little bit more receptive to nfts it seems like an obvious platform to start verifying nfts and start encouraging them especially with the direction that facebook's going with meta um now despite the user base not being overly receptive to nfts this is something that i think will make a lot of sense um and if that is the case then cool man coffee dan who is the artist behind cool man's universe is going to be you know second to none in terms of reach there he has millions and millions of followers on instagram and uh if if any of that starts to catch steam on that platform this guy has a built-in marketed uh, a built-in user base to market to immediately especially as newer people start to enter the scene and they're looking for that next cool cat they're looking for that next crypto punk um i also think some of the people behind the scenes and the connections that they have um you know this hasn't quite seen the light of day yet and i know that they're building kind of their own cute little metaverse style um uh, thing so I, I don't think a lot of the roadmap that they've teased out is uh, has come to fruition yet either i think 2022 2022 is going to be a big year for this project um there's something about this this project that i just really really enjoy um and despite buying these and minting these looking for a good trade uh i found myself wanting to hold them this was one of those reveals that was almost surprising in how good uh the art was the traits are next level this is an undervalued project no question i think one of the things that may be holding it back a little bit is they've turned kind of the rarity scale on its head Rares are not that rare because there are so many rare traits. So that may be hindering it a bit. It reminds me of Begons, which are just such a complicated collection. It's very hard to make sophisticated buys unless you're being advised. And that kind of feels like Cool Man's a little bit. So many of the commons look rare, which again, I think is a great, it is a great thing. Like the, the, the commons look fabulous. You would be proud to rock most of these as your PFPs, but it also kind of so twists the volume system around that we're all used to it and could be what's hindering it here. But I love this pick from you. Uh, I own four of them. I don't have any of them up for sale. I even pulled a semi-rare uh, Frankenstein special. Uh, which I'll be holding on to. So I look forward to seeing what a uh, cool man coffee Dan does come this new year. Cause this was not a cheap mint, right? This was a mint by a known artist who said, uh, I would like some capital to turn this into a legitimate property. And I believe in him and it's sitting, you know, comfortably two X from mint. I look forward to seeing what uh, Dan has in store for us. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I knew that this was something interesting and potentially something special when one of the ones that I minted was about as plain as it got. Uh, it has neutral expression. It's got the nude, um, like no no clothes or whatever, um, just like folded arms and uh, wearing an orange baseball hat. Like that's literally the only thing that, uh, the only trait that it has that's noteworthy. Um, and I saw it and I just thought... That looks fucking awesome. Like I would rock that as my profile picture, and it's rarity like nine thousand or something like that. Like it's not even close to being anything special, but it just looks great. And what really kind of triggered um, that like aha kind of thing in Cool Man's Universe, uh, the project, was that I was getting offers on this one, despite it being almost the bottom of the rarity, um, you know, rankings. Uh, for well above floor now nothing life-changing um and you know i still wanted to hold on to it to see where it went but like you know the floor was maybe at 0.2 a little bit higher than that and i was getting offers for like 0.33 on it and that just kind of triggered this response in my mind that it was like um you know people are looking at these seriously they're looking for ones that they like they're looking for ones that maybe they actually want to rock as their profile picture. Um, and, and that I think is uh, it kind of captures a, a special uh, place in my heart. And uh, I think that it's got a, a great future ahead of it. All right, my friend, are you ready to move on to the next category? Think free market muted himself there. Let's just give him a second. Um, next category. Let's do it. Yeah, you good to go. Um, good okay. to go. So yeah, the biggest story of 2021. Now this doesn't necessarily have to be um, NFTs, although I think it will be somewhat centered around that. But what did you have for the biggest news story of 2021? That would be Visa buying a CryptoPunk. So okay. CryptoPunks had had this this very nice run. Uh, earlier in the year where they had gone from about 20 to 60 and they had bopped around a little bit between 40 and 60, usually settling in around 50. And so one day it was announced that Visa bought a CryptoPunk. This caused the CryptoPunk bot to go at a speed of which I had never seen. I talk about how I have a lot of these bots attached to my Apple watch and it was I mean, it was a CryptoPunk sale every few seconds. I mean, we're talking about 60E, 70E, 80E, and it was insane. Within a few days, I think these were above 80E. They experienced a little consolidation, eventually got above 100. But the mainstream news cycle that occurred after Visa bought this punk, if you remember, there was so much, there were shenanigans going around. People started airdropping just everything to the Visa wallet because obviously you can't hide which wallet it was. And you had small artists dropping their collections to try to be noticed. And you maybe had some crypto Twitter people dropping peppy dicks in there just for fun. But I think it really kicked off the mainstream hype cycle this year in all NFTs. And it was, to me, the most important mainstream entry ever uh, into crypto. And it was an NFT, which is really interesting. This wasn't Visa adopting a DeFi protocol. This wasn't Bitcoin being uh, adopted by El Salvador. I think easily the biggest thing that's ever happened in crypto was Visa buying a crypto phone. 
Yeah, I mean, you always see Visa and MasterCard and some of these financial institutions hint at, you know, they're they're working with Ethereum or they've put, you know, job postings up for Solidity devs on their uh, website and stuff like that. You know that they're toiling in the background with these uh, the blockchains and how they can use them to their advantage. But um, them just coming out and buying a CryptoPunk was, uh, yeah, a huge deal. Um, like you said, it, it might have, you know, springboarded into to one of the bigger uh, bull runs that we've seen in NFTs. I think in, in comparison, when we look, you know, into 2022, it might actually seem like a small bull run. Um, but uh but yeah, that was a that's a great pick actually. I it's one of those things that I don't think it got got enough credit. Um, now I kind of forget about it. And you said that, and I'm like, oh yeah, they did that. That was a big deal. Uh, so I think that's a that's well, a great you know, pick. Nike, Nike and Adidas, you can argue are as big, but Visa was the first. Yeah, uh, you you could even say that it, these wouldn't have happened had Visa not done it. And I I really do think it was the biggest thing to ever happen in, in the crypto industry. Period. It's it's the first domino falling, right? Like that's it, it's yeah. it's important. It's one of those things that legitimizes the whole process. It makes people go, "Oh, you can do this," um, and it makes the that comfort level for other companies to kind of follow suit. Um, one of the reasons why I think El Salvador doing uh, you know adopting Bitcoin is important too, as you kind of alluded to, was just that uh, they might not be the biggest country. They don't have a ton of GDP. They're not like you know fabulously wealthy or anything. Um, but it is that first domino, and uh, I think that that is a trend that will continue um, in in 2022. So a great pick. Um, for what my, about you, my friend? Yeah, for me, it wasn't NFT centric, but I do think that this is one of the biggest things to happen to crypto. Uh, was the crypto.com center uh, taking over from the Staples Center in Los Angeles? Uh, this is one of the most recognizable names in sports arenas. Uh, you know, it hosts the biggest sports franchises in the world in the Los Angeles Lakers, the Clippers, uh, the LA Kings, you know, they, it's, it's, it hosts huge, huge, huge concerts. And, uh, you know, this is, um, this, the level of importance for this to happen. Um, and how many times the crypto.com center is mentioned for better or for worse is, uh, is, is going to be mind boggling. This is a name that gets said, you know, Dozens of times, every broadcast, it was swept the entire sports world about, you know, um, you know, is this is crypto going too far? And it'll always be the staple center to me. Sure. I'm a lifelong uh, Lakers fan. It's I'm going to feel like it's always the staple center to me, too. Um, but crypto.com paid seven hundred million dollars for the naming rights for the next 20 years on this stadium um and that to me signals a huge huge shift into mainstream acceptance uh we saw some of the other um arenas getting renamed with ftx and coinbase as well um this is uh this is not going anywhere you're going to see more arenas you're going to see more advertisements on team jerseys in the background of sports um and uh you're going to see more and more athletes adopt this stuff and this is one of those first really really big dominoes to fall the crypto.com center is my pick for the biggest story of 2021 good for crypto good for nfts if you're not a lakers fan or from california i i don't think it could be overstated how the seminal moments in your life may have occurred in the staples center the, the la lakers just running championship after championship for a decade 
and the Staples Center being, you know, I, I would argue along with Fenway Park and maybe the Yankee Stadium is the most important arenas in the world. And for for it to change its name, this is something that the entire city, the entire state talks about regularly. And a big shout out to Michael who runs the morning squeeze every morning. He's actually a brand ambassador uh, for one of the suites at the Staples Center, which is now the Crypto.com Center. And he's talked about it a lot. Um, it is huge. I think that we talk about basketball, uh, the NBA in general is being one of the most crypto-friendly corporations out there. And man, how many times a year are we going to be saying crypto.com uh, because of this? So just just huge. Yeah, it's a it's a gigantic deal. I mean, this was the uh, the house of that Kobe and Shaq built, you know, rest in peace to Kobe. Um, this is, you know, the Clippers are a gigantic um, uh, a sports franchise with uh, Steve Ballmer owning them, you know, former uh, Microsoft CEO. Uh, the Lakers are just an absolute force in terms of global ex- um, recognition and whatnot. You've got LeBron James playing there uh, who, you know, we could the whole other argument, but it could be argued as uh, the greatest uh, basketball player of all time. Maybe, maybe not. But uh, the relevance of this arena in the world is right up there, as you said, with Yankee Stadium, Fenway. Um, you throw like the, um, oh God, the name is escaping me, but the the stadium that Manchester United plays at, uh, you know, in there as well. Um, and uh, The Pip Pip Cheerio? <laughs> is that what it's called? <laughs> Spoken like a true American for sure. No, um, big, big, big deal, and uh, I'm I'm definitely going to be expecting more stadiums to to go that route um, for sure. Uh, I love I love the English people and all the islands of the, the United Kingdom. Yeah, especially uh, our our favorite Illidan from uh, the UK. Yes, shout out Dark Illidan. <laughs> um okay, let's uh let's let's finish this off. We're going to do a biggest winner and a biggest loser of 2021. You go first, biggest winner. Who you got? Uh I don't remember what did I say? We <laughs> did this before. The show. I remembered every other one except the last. Cool cats, man. You were you went on it. <laughs> 30-minute tangent about Cool Cats. Yes. (laughs) We have talked so many NFTs. Now, Cool Cats minted at 0.02. If there was any mint that I am just every day, I am sad that I was not a part of are these Cool Cats, right? These remind me a lot of the little lemons. They minted at 0.02. They have arguably the best traits that have ever existed in an NFT collection. It was a slow start. They couldn't mint out. They started to get popular, and we saw them get up to one. And I think people were really surprised when they even got up to there. But soon after, and they had been bopping around and consolidating around that price, Time Magazine and Keith, uh, the CEO of Time Magazine, announced Cool Cats as the official collection of Time. And... I don't know if anyone understood what this meant at the time. They had to hold a, hold a town hall to even explain what this means. But 
this is this is one of those projects where you don't say when token, you say when TV show. The the merch, the licensing, the look. I mean, this this could have been a very large entertainment property in Hollywood, but it started out as an NFT collection. They during the run got above 10 E. I forget where they exactly stopped. I think it was 12 or 14 or something of that sort. They've subsequently cooled down. But I think going into 2022, I believe this will be the next blue chip. I think they're going to get 250 ETH at some point next year, probably when punks and apes are cooling down from the massive run that they're going to have uh, in Q1. I couldn't be more bullish on Cool Cats. I've talked about teams a few times this show. The team there is as good as Bored Apes, maybe not quite as popular. The derivatives that have come out of Cool Cats, including my easily favorite project of the year, which is Little Lemon Friends. Uh, I can't say enough good things about Cool Cats. They could be uh, my my second or third favorite PFP of all time. And while they didn't quite get to the level of Bored Apes this year, they are easily my biggest winner uh, that came out of nowhere. Absolutely love it. Um, I I think that Cool Cats are one of the most recognizable NFT brands. They're one of the most approachable NFT brands. Um, they look great. They look like so 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 good in uh, in profile pictures. Um, and I think people just look at them and you can kind of get it right. They have they have character. They have style. They have great traits, as you mentioned. There's tons of variety in them, and they've just executed at such a high level. Uh, you know, they're constantly flirting with that 10 ETH floor. I know at some point they've been over it, I believe. is that If I'm wrong about that, please correct me. Um, but I, I agree with you that, you know, provided crypto and NFTs continue the strong run that we think that they're going to have in 2022, um, barring any kind of disaster, Cool Cats is, uh, I believe, going to be an op into the right project. And I don't think it's going to be ridiculous to see some of those um, Bored Ape style floors that we're currently seeing for Cool Cats mm. in the next year. Yeah, I mean, cool pets, which is coming out. Uh, I think Carson just asked me, do I think cats will run faster than doodles? I think they're they're in different stages of their life, right? Cats have already entered the 10E club. And while they've had this pullback, I think it's going to be a lot easier for them to get back above 10 as uh, the, the trend goes back towards them. Doodles, I think, will get up to 10 and then have a, a similar pullback that we've seen in most collections uh, and go quiet for a while. You know how these hype cycles go. Every, everyone who wants one's going to buy one. We're going to run out of buyers. We're going to be sitting at 10E and there's going to be nothing to do but sell. So I, I love the doodles. Uh, I definitely call them as the next collection to 10E, but I do think Luke, I, I do think Cool Cats will become the next blue chip and Doodles will have some uh, some work to do before they hit that status. Yeah, uh, they are. They do feel like they're neck and neck, but I, I think that you're right on the money about the fact that they're in different spots in their lives. Um, the, yeah. the distribution of the holders, how long the holders have been in it, are all going to play a big factor in that. Um, and you know, as 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 uh, Cool Cats has held that really high floor for a bit longer, uh, a lot of the people that entered are probably going to be in those in that in that uh, price point as well and be comfortable for holding to to higher levels. There are. 
this is another, you know, story where there are a lot of people in that doodles mint who probably have never even dreamed of having an NFT close to 10 E. I, I see so many doodle mm-hmm. pictures out there as like, man, th- these people are on the come up. I, I applaud this collection. It's, it's great. Yeah. Another another really, really great profile picture project is the doodles. They look so mm-hmm. good and they have spawned some brilliant derivatives too. It's just yep. an art style yeah, no that question. works really good. Um, much to uh, the some, animations, <laughs> much to some people's dismay, my big my pick for biggest winner of uh, 2021 was anybody that invested in Sol uh, at any point <laughs> earlier in this year. Um, I know you're going to fleece me for this, but this is a uh, you know an NFT chain that um, has has quietly built in the background. Um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go into the next segment almost immediately, uh, but yeah, it wasn't too long ago. If you look back a year, that Saul was at a dollar forty five uh, or even less. Um, it ran up to two hundred and fifty, two hundred and sixty dollars sometime in November. Um, it's a blockchain that has come from relative obscurity to a top ten crypto that's focused around NFTs. And as much as we like to um, laud the uh, the 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 Solana blockchain, um, the people who have done, uh, who have invested in it, who have participated in it, have done really, really well for themselves. If you are part of that blockchain um, and have been holding it for any amount of time, congratulations to you. Uh, and I'm just going to go right into the biggest loser of the year. And that is the Solana blockchain itself. Um, <laughs> as much as the, yes, as much as the price has reflected um, a lot of success and uh, given its holders a lot to celebrate, the Solana blockchain has been not great. A, we've seen it go down multiple times this year for extended durations. Uh, you know, asking the devs to to restart the router was a constant meme. Uh, it's constantly touted as like cheap transaction fees and you know the future of NFTs and whatnot. But the simple fact of it is that it just doesn't have the volume that Ethereum does. And the saddest part about it is a lot of their featured projects, their high profile projects, and all of those things are simply just copies of Ethereum projects. There's very, very little originality on it. And that's not to say that there's none. That's not to say that there's no good projects on it. But it's just been a blockchain that just in all shapes and forms seems to be an Ethereum ripoff. I mean, it just is what it is. Um, so congratulations to holders of the Sol coin. But uh, the Sol blockchain is one that I'm going to be looking for to start doing some more original stuff and, uh, you know, have some more stability before I really care about it, if I'm being honest with you. I think the best meme of the year was sell me all your soul at $3 and fuck off. Shout out to that guy. Forgot who it was, but he was right. Yeah, I mean, Solana is uh, something that you've constantly talked about would be better as a layer two on Ethereum. Uh, I don't know that that's going to happen, but I think that I'm inclined to believe that that is true. Uh, I mean, it has huge, huge, huge VC backing, um, but it's just it's just one that like I just for all that for how far it's come, how far the price has gotten in it. It does just feel like all, all, all speculation because I just don't think that the network is worth what the the coin price and the market cap has reflected. So that this is... This will be a future, a future bridge for Ethereum and it will be a gaming-centric uh, chain. It's my prediction for Solana. 
You got it. Um, all right, let's cap it off. Uh, what is your biggest loser of 2021? All right, you're gonna have to remind me again. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Just pick one, real quick. All right, biggest loser of 2021 has to be the creatures, and I'm gonna tell you why. Okay, I. I like the creature's art. This was billed as... Oh, shit. You know what you had? One of the more... I'm sorry. You had pudgy penguins, so we talked about both of these. Ha! Even better. Thank you. (laughs) These projects escape. Pudgy penguin. All right. This project was one of these .02 mints that had a lot of controversy around the launch, mainly because of Cole who was attached to the project and had supposedly been involved in some untoward uh, situations earlier on. Put all that aside, it ends up becoming the meme project of the entire culture. They were minted at 0.02. I believe during the hype cycle, they ended up getting to 5 ETH. It made a a good friend of mine, Zero X Elmo, quite famous for being the, the face of Pudgy Penguins and a Pudgy Penguin Bull shout out zero x elmo uh and the most interesting part to me was that during the bear this project held its floor so well people in this community loved being part of this community they felt close to each other and selling your penguin was more than just getting you know getting off the profit train it was not being part of this community anymore that was really powerful they were able to hold a two e floor during the bear, which many projects with a higher profile could not maintain. I even contended that this project must be an elite. It must be real to to be able to maintain this floor into the bear. But as 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 the end of the year approached, there seemed to be real controversy with one of their community managers, uh, a gentleman named Cold Pizza. Shout out to Cold Pizza. He got into a bit of a disagreement with Cole and the management there about his contract. It caused a mutiny within the community and some of the craziest FUD I had ever seen in a community that seemed very close-knit and tight. But man, these things got under 0.5 at one point after having sit at two just the week before. And Pudgy Penguins, which seemed like this scrappy underdog meme that somehow pushed its way through to become a legitimate project, very reminiscent of Doge. It felt like a Doge situation to me. Right now, they are in complete shambles and their community manager left. He brought a lot of the the good vibes with him. And we'll see if Pudgy Penguins can recover. I'd say their best chance at recovery here is that one of the more prominent members of their community, 9 by 9 by 9 ETH, created the feel-good story of the year in the SOS coin, which still maintains a $300 million market cap and about a 6x above where it ICO. Oh, he is a penguin, he is a Penguin dressed as a banana, and now his face is plastered all over NFT Twitter in a positive way. I said, could this single-handedly save the Pudgy Penguins project? But that is my pick for Biggest Loser of 
the year. Yeah, I would say, I would say, unfortunately, um, just add an addendum onto that. The biggest loser of that would be the the pudgy penguins holders who got caught up in the middle of that, um, especially the ones that entered at a higher price point, expecting this, you know, great diamond handed community, um, and to see that internal to internal conflict and uh, kind of controversy affect them in that way and and just watch it all kind of uh, the floor kind of fall out from underneath them is is really unfortunate uh you know this is a space that has a lot of egos there's a ridiculous amount of money in play here um and sometimes that gets the better of people but uh you know it it is really just such a big shame i like the art i like i've always liked them you always recognize seeing a pudgy penguin around um, and uh, it always just seemed to be that community that was just really great. You never heard too much shit coming out of it. And like you said, no. um, it weathered some of the bear markets as good as any project could have hoped to. Um, and now we are in the middle of uh, a really, really great bull run where we're seeing tons of projects get uh, these huge, huge swells of volume. And Pudgy Penguins is still you know, around under that uh, one ETH floor. So I hope for the people that bought in and the people that believed in this community's sake that we get back there for them. Um, and I do think that there is some light at the end of the tunnel. So many homies are in that project. I wish nothing but good things for Pudgy Penguins, um, but it was a rough uh, Q4 for them. Yeah, you got it. Uh, All right. And the final award that we have today is the best morning show on weekdays in the 9.30 to 11 a.m. slot hosted Monday to Friday on Alpha Mint. Uh, Uh, I was going to say good morning, America. Fuck. I I really thought we had a chance there, man. (laughs) Yeah. uh, (laughs) Shout out to Alpha Mint. Uh, Shout out to the entire founders team and to every member out there you have uh, made this year phenomenal for me and our too i'll speak for him uh so just thank you guys a lot speak away my friend i couldn't agree more with you uh this has been so much fun it's just been an absolute pleasure uh to wake up every morning do this show with you every single day Uh, i don't think we've ever even considered taking a day off even as christmas was approaching in between new years and can i say it will ever happen yeah i'm sure we will end up taking a day off or you know as um you know the world resumes and travel kind of resumes it might be you know eventually coming but uh this has been this has been just so much fun i'm so glad that we finally ended up doing a show together and uh and i I look forward to all of the things that 2022 has to to bring us and the alpha mint team and members yeah man let's go and and if anybody out there in the audience would like to come up and give us some of their best picks biggest winners biggest flops thoughts on the year please uh put your hands up let's talk 2021 and NFTs. Yeah, for sure. We're going to bring some people up. I am just going to let you kind of uh, take control of that for a second. I do have to just go use the bathroom real quick as we have easily co- covered an hour and a half of content here. And that was a lot of fun. Um, but uh, yeah, Zakoki, welcome up. I'm going to let Free Market take it away from here and I will be right back. Good morning, Zakoki. Hello, guys. Good morning. Happy New Year. Thank you for having me up again on the morning show. It's been a it's been a great year for NFTs and a very interesting one. And I think 2022 is going to be um, insane, completely insane with the amount of new people that are going to join the space. But so 
two projects that I wanted to discuss this morning were the first one was Nano Project Nanopass. And um, this one kind of caught me by surprise, honestly, because early on in the whitelist process, like I had no idea what this project was. I was confused what this land, which I don't really think is even land. It's like just looks, it's just like a NFT that looks like land, I think. Um, but it doesn't really have use like World Wide Web 3 and all that. But I think what it did do is it proved that when you promise your your holders something like right around the corner with these uh, black boxes, they're willing to hold. And um, I just wanted to get your thoughts on that for uh, about that. I, I like the black boxes idea. I, I don't like straight like, hey, we're going to give you ETH if you hold our NFT. I, I like it to be you know, at least themed within the project. And I completely agree here. I think utility and perks for holders is a very complicated subject that needs to be approached properly and planned out well. But, you know, projects that executed correctly, I think, like Nanopass, uh, a lot of people were looking forward to that black box, I remember, uh, for being holders on the first run. So they certainly are on to something with that type of utility. I I feel like it was negligent of us to not even mention Meadowland in our 2021 trends because wow this you know between Sandbox DCL and all these alternative plays it's certainly shaping up as one of the bigger trends but to your point is it metaverse land is uh, are, is this going to be a functional metaverse how does it fit into the ones that exist uh, we don't know they do look really, really cool, but I do think that having something on their roadmap, like the black box, also gives them time to build out and plan uh, whatever's going on. So great point, Zakokwi. Agree with you. I just and just getting back. Sorry, I'm assuming we're talking about metaverse, and uh, I think Nanopass was in there. Nanopass. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and the second thing that I wanted to discuss, which is one of the most confusing projects of the year for me personally was uh, Project Gojira. I have absolutely no idea how this project is at a two ETH floor. I saw them during the whitelist process and I thought like, okay, this is just another one of these uh, Genesis token projects. Like I've seen hundreds of these in this um, pixel art meta, but to me, honestly, like if anybody can explain to me how uh, Project Gojira is at two ETH <clears throat> and how the art looks like it's like, in my opinion, it looks like it's from a rug pull project. Like I have no idea how they're holding up that high. I just want to. The, these are the Godzillas that kind of look like big uh, penises with hats. <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, am I wrong here? I, yeah, they, they are ridiculous on another level. Like almost, it has to be intentionally bad. Yeah, I, I'm. Th that's my most confusing uh, pick of the year because I have no idea how they're holding up at two ETH and people are buying them at two ETH. Well, next year we're gonna have yeah. the, uh, the 2022 Zakoki Zakoki What the Fuck Award. <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly I, I i am perplexed by that one as well almost as perplexed by cyber gorillas but at least that one died as it should right one's not holding two eth yeah very strange we'll have to look into it and see what is there 
that is causing this, whether it's some sort of like supply mechanic because some whales control a lot of it or whether there's some sort of like magic roadmap item there that we're all missing or something. Who knows? Right. Okay. Uh, thank you guys. Yeah. Have a good, happy new year. Thank you. And I look forward to 2022 being a part of the alpha mint fam. Happy new year. Dave thank Rich. you. Zikokli. Happy new year to you. Super excited for 2022. Um, let's get Jaguar up here. He had his hand eagerly up earlier on the show. Um, but uh, yeah, I saw in the chat, a, uh, a fellow restaurant DJ GM Jaguar. Can you hear me? Yeah, you're good. Yes, good to go. Um, me... Maybe having a bit of a hard time hearing you. All right, just give me one second. I'm trying to get the setup. I can't hear you guys. I'm I'm on my I'm holding my phone, but I can't hear you guys. Oh, I got. There's you. a little there's yeah. There could be a little speaker button right there. It's not. <laughs> Okay, I mean it's it's okay, no problem. I'll just hold it. Can you see? Yeah. I think you are cutting out still, unfortunately. Yeah, if you reset your uh reset your Discord, try to come back in and maybe that will work. We can bring up uh Cass in the meantime. Yeah. Please we'll definitely fit you a Jaguar here. once yeah. uh, once that's resolved. Uh, Cass GM one final time in 2021 up on the Alpha Mint morning show stage. Imagine that shit. Oh, wow. It's gone quick, hasn't it? It has. It's gone fucking quick. Um, Lightning. Too quick. Too quick. But it, yeah, too quick. I mean, I think I've been here for like two months, a month and a half. For the half. Yeah, and that's just mad in itself. Just, uh, just in alpha. Feels me. like we've known you for so, years, honestly. Trust <laughs> me, like, yeah, this is what it's nuts. So, going back to the highs and lows, or you know, best thing, low thing. I was enjoying that. That was actually fucking cool. Um, I would like to say that my highest point is um, people and community. Because if COVID never happened, technically, uh, we wouldn't have been forced to kind of look into these kind of alternatives. And we probably would never have met each other. And it's because of this space that we've, I have met really good friends and really good communities. And I think that's the highest point of 2021 is, is the building of community. Going to... Um, what Zakoqui said, as an example, um, don't understand why it's gone up to two ETH um, because of the people that's in it. Yeah. It's the community. Yeah. So it's, it's nothing to do with the art. It can do, it, it has to do with the art because that's what the affiliation of what people's feelings are towards mm-hmm. something. Yes. So a common ground, like in the car scene, common ground. You like cars, you start talking. You like football, you start talking. So it's the same with art, picture, a, a theme. Um, and then you go in the community and it depends on the vibe of the community. Um, funny, yeah, yeah. So that's, that's the, I think that's my high point is, is community and what, what a community can actually do to something. So any one of these projects is a community that's built it up to the valuation of what it is because 
that's the only thing that stands with it. You're not getting no monetary value. It's what it stands for. It's, it's got to be the people. It's got to be what you get from the project, from the community around you. So um, to have that in that kind of vibe, you don't really get in the everyday world. You can do. I agree. Yeah. But it's nothing like what it is. So No, think- and these are the these are social networks, right? We talk, we've talked about this a lot where NFTs are creating social clubs. And what has always bonded human beings more than anything, it's art, right? Whether it's a band that we all like uh, or a TV show that gets everyone around the water cooler. These things create bonds that people, you know, they, it signals to somebody that you're part of a group. And that's why I think NFTs are so powerful. They have monetized and got, and they've really monetized culture in a way we've never even thought possible. I think the greatest bull markets are when we unlock resources that are there through technology that we didn't have access to. We look at oil. Oil was under the ground for millions of years. We didn't have access to it until technology unlocked it. Well, culture has been underneath us for millions of years, and we have been unlocking it in certain ways, but never have we seen it unlocked in a way that NFTs have provided. And that's where I think the real crux of this phenomenon is why Facebook is threatened by it. These are the new social networks. 100. Um, so that's the high point. Um, low point is... Um, again, weirdly enough, um, certain sectors of people. Like, you know, you get your scammers who have just taken opportunity upon opportunity. Um, people who rug people, people who just there to make a quick buck. People who, um, people who abuse the community that they've built, um, and just, just, yeah, just, just the nasty sides of it, so to say. Um, it's weird. I'm not fudding on nothing, but um, a project I was helping out had thirty pudgy penguins, and I went to the pudgy penguins community and said, like, hey, like we've got thirty pudgy penguins. Um, why don't we do something together? You know, like a, a party or just something, you know, not asking for anything much. And the instance, instead of saying, yes, well, you've got so many and blah, 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 blah like let's jam and chill and do whatever. They more or less slammed the door straight in front of my face. And, um, really? Which, yeah, really, honestly, honestly, it's right in front of my face. And, um, I said like, okay, then cool. No problem. So that's when I started selling them. Funny enough. Um, so yeah, like if communities need to kind of coexist together to kind of work. And when the FUD happened with Pudgy Penguins, I wasn't really surprised because of the vibes that they, they, they were creating there. Um, or the separation between the two communities within. Um, yeah. So I think, I think power trip is, is a bad is the downfall yeah they um, maybe just drank too much of their own medicine yeah exactly Ah, interesting exactly that so so yeah that that's that's what i and it's not just that that, i just use that as an example but i've seen it in quite a few so um you know people's egos you know overboil because they're ranked 
290th on their server and they've got some color and then all of a sudden you know you, you start seeing people get a power trip over shit like that um and that's that's in a lot of communities so um yeah there's there's a balance between the two so i think those are my takes and outtakes 2021 yeah i mean i agree with you on on both beautiful ends stuff guys <clears throat> yeah very well said and um, i i you yeah question love um venom gm happy new year guys happy new year man i will see you in 2022 fam see you next year my friend oh man thank you for everything past see you next year love guys man love yeah gm cast gm venom how are you what's going on boys living the dream man how are you doing uh sean i'm just uh i'm off a little bit of a like a three or four day hiatus so um i'm just kind of coming back into the nft space a little little refreshed a little fuzzy trying to you know grasp for straws as to what's currently going on but no i I mean it was cool that you guys were recapping i thought that that was um i thought that that was really cool you know um one of my biggest things i think that like I keep coming back to is probably Ivan, uh, Ivan Hodel and his moon pay company. Okay. Um, you know, I think that like what he's doing with board apes and kind of just the positioning and the social networking, um, that he's, you know, you know, landing these big apes into these like, you know, post Malone and, you know, uh, Gunna and Future. I feel like it's yeah. Post Malone literally did it in the music video. Things from like a different influential standpoint, and that that's gonna. Yeah, I think, that, and that, and you know, the weekend. Just the, I'm sure that you know, there's a lot that's gonna be. We're gonna be seeing a lot of that in 2022. I'm sure Ape Fest 2022 is gonna be crazy. So, like, I think that the you know that kind of more uh, IRL aspect. Um, and then the, the celebrityism of it obviously is huge. So that was probably my biggest like pull, you know, uh, for NFTs. You know, obviously the Visa thing was huge too. Um, that that had a lot, you know, you know that had like a huge normie effect. Like you know, shit. Like people were asking me like, oh, this company, you know, bought a well. So that was big. Things- Budweiser. Budweiser. Yeah. I was just going to say the thing that I think is going to take apes and punks back above 100E in Q1 is MoonPay. I think that celebrities are going to move into apes in a huge way in January and February. It's largely going to be facilitated by MoonPlay and this type of frictionless concierge service for high net worth individuals to be able to buy these without accidentally going in and typing in 12 die into the into the open sea box i think is a huge huge reason uh we're going to see a full gig ascend in q1 yeah i think what moonpay ended up doing positioning themselves as that like easy frictionless bridge for celebrities to just jump in there and um and and be able to participate in really high-end nfts um and as you said the way that they've marketed um the celebrities doing it has just been so spot on um it's been so relevant there's been so many uh, eyes on what they've been doing. Uh, and I really look forward to what they continue to do in the new year. I think that they've just, they've created such a great marketing strategy. Um, 
And, you know, they've reduced all friction from, from these people who have exorbitant amounts of wealth uh, that aren't going to be sitting there minting or, you know, trudging around the floors trying to find the next board apes. They just want their board ape. They want to pick which one they get. And uh, MoonPay makes that happen for them. Like that's, uh, it's genius. Uh, it's just, it's so obvious and, uh, and kudos to them. Yeah, so that was kind of the, the the one major thing that I could think of. Yeah, um, great pick. I don't really have. Yeah, I'm just yeah, you know, there's a, from from like a biggest losers perspective. I don't really like to, you know, you know, go back as far as like think, thinking like that. But I mean, even like the projects that made me my some of my biggest bags. Like you guys got to keep keep this in mind. Some of the projects in this year that made me my biggest bags are completely dead rugged projects. Mm -hmm. Projects that have a 0 0.00 ETH value right now on the floor. So like it's all kind of about what you touch, how many shots you make, go after whitelists. Oh, that was a big one. You know, so here's my big one for 2022. Um, is invisible friends obviously mm. knows it, Lots but that's going to be my yeah yeah. So that January, you know, we're right there. So that's going to be the the drop of of the month, I think. Um, if they so, don't give us whitelist, they're going to have a really hard time minting Star Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I mean, hey, if you can work something out, or, I mean, that'd be crazy. Um, <laughs> can you believe? This is the last year the world will ever have without Star Wolf. I'm actually thankful for it, to be honest. So, like, it, it, can't, it, it can't. It can't happen, and it can't happen. I mean, Jesus, you guys, the website is. Uh, it's all. It's so tantalizing, man. We have uh, Star Star Wolves, obviously, going to usher back in that pixel meta. You know that it's just going to be too good to say no to. Obviously. Um, and, and, you know, with the team behind it and, and, and just the, the expertise that that is, uh, is, you know, is being helmed with is it's just going to be a no, you know, no brainer. So tell us more about how fabulous we are. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, you guys, no, I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely excited. You guys, I, I talk with, I talk with free market in the DMS all the time. This is the deal is the star wolves team. They know what they're doing. They're they're the alpha mint guys. They they see the market. You guys watch every drop. You're you know you're the Dgen Dojo masters. So it's like for anyone new coming into the scene in 2022, you're in no better of a place. I think about. I mean, I I had the craziest NFT year in 2021, and 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 for anyone starting in 2022. I'd beg to differ that they, I, I would bet that they would probably have a bigger year than I had my initial first year, you know? So, and I'm, you know, sitting on M2 mutants and Neo Tokyo citizens and 888 passes. And so, I mean, I, I, I had none of that in January of last year. Um, you know, so I think that following in your guys' footsteps, like, obviously, you know, you know, you know, with the marketing perspective too, you guys have, you know, have level of expertise. That's, that's really, you know, bar none. So hats off to you guys and, and alpha mint cheers, cheers, boys. I'm going to fucking and sign I, off. What? <laughs> I, I just need to say this while venom is up here. Cause he may be the only one that understands what I mean in crypto to be a Chad is a very big compliment. It is. It's this guy's a giga Chad. It was where they, in the industry venom and I came from being a Chad was probably the worst thing anybody could ever call you. So I just needed someone to uh, agree with me on that. You no, know what I'm talking about? Yeah. A hundred percent. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to be, 
a bro or a chat or this or that, like oh. from, from, a, from like a, from like a, you know, a, a cannabis perspective or, 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 <laughs> or like a, you know, we're, 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 you know, you know, we're the guys that were here first before yeah. it was cool. You know what I mean? So now, now like our moms use weed lotion and shit <laughs> and like, like, you know, it's, it's just kind of a, a bizarre take to culture is an interesting thing. And that's definitely where NFTs are taking off towards. And, you know, it's, everybody's going to have an NFT. I can't wait to like, you know, just from like a, a thought process perspective, I can't wait to see like what, what Ticketmaster does with NFTs. Like, you know, that a concert going experience is going to be tied to a physical, you know, Ethereum mm-hmm. NFT going for, you know, I can just, I can go on and on with, with, uh, did you see, like, did you see, uh, Mike opened a discord yesterday? Exotic genetics. Did no, I that? did. I, I did not. Yo, but yeah, yes, but that's going to, yeah, that's all that is going to be big, you know? And, and honestly, all those stone, a lot of the stoners that are like in weed, like they don't really know what the fuck they're doing. So there's going to be a lot of like, uh, <laughs> alpha onboarding and, you know, uh, you know, uh, a yeah. plentiful 2022 for alpha men. So that's all. Awesome. <laughs> Man. Yeah. Che- cheers. Guys. That is uh, some of the, the kindest words cheers I could have well. asked for. That was amazing. And cheers. Uh, thank you for coming up and, uh, and, and sharing that, you know, moon pay is a great, um, a thing to watch out for too, but, uh, you know, a, a really uh, happy new year to you and, uh, to, to all that's going to come in 2022. Super, super exciting. Thank you. Jaguar. Happy new year. Venom. How'd we do? When sesh. What up, Jaguar? How you doing? Oh, I think we're still struggling with it. Jaguar. Let me just say this. Uh, Jaguar is an awesome fixture uh, on the morning squeeze. I always value his perspective when uh, when he comes on there and talks. And uh, yeah, he's part of the Lemon fam. You always have a, a good time chatting every morning. What up, Jaguar? Can can you hear us now? Hello. Yes, GM. GM. Did can it? you guys hear? Yeah, you're good, man. GM, sir. Oh, awesome, man. I mean, I thought this was going to be similar to the Twitter Spaces, so it's my first time. <laughs> um, thank you. Um, yeah, guys, thank you for um <clears throat> for the this morning uh, podcast, uh, the morning um show. It's called. Uh, it's like I said, I'm new to Web three. I, I I mention it all the time. Well, not not really that new. It's probably like my fourth week. Oh, you're but, an OG um, I, at this point, man. That's like <laughs> ten years. Yeah. Or anything else. So um yeah, I'm just gonna uh, so thank you for having me on on stage. I'm not gonna try to have. Uh, I'm not tr- gonna. I'm I'm not trying to take up a lot of time because I do tend to just wander off and you know just speak my mind. Um, so I wanted to start off by saying um. Yeah, you were talking about. I wanted to discuss the uh, NFT project that I was <clears throat> interested in last week, but I'm not interested in anymore. Um, you know how you were, t- you guys were talking about the hype craze. So I wanted to, the the project I'm talking about is um it was the example I'm using. It was this official NFT Naruto project, mm-hmm. or at least that's how it was marketed. And th- the early warning signs. So this 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 all just happened within a week span. So the early warning signs is, you know, they had no Discord. Uh, they announced the Discord, I believe, two, three days ago. But you had to do hoops to join. They they, they said that they were limiting the, the Discord to 10,000 users. And they were going to open the the, um, the Discord for 5,000 users at a time. And, you know, they announced the time. Um, they, they The way that they, they released the Discord, they put a picture on the Twitter account with the link to the Discord. It wasn't a direct link. So you had to type it in. 
And, you know, I was excited for this. Um, my background, you know, I'm, I'm very big into cartoons, trading cards, sneakers, Supreme, like all that stuff. And I, I was really excited for this because Naruto is like, you know, top five anime. It's up there with Dragon Ball Z. Some people like it even better than Dragon Ball Z. So that was the early warning signs, the hoops to join. You know, um, people complained and they were saying that, you know, that they were going to release a better fair method to, um, to join the Discord, which was yesterday. And then another way um, that they were marketing the project is they hire legitimate, legitimate NFT artists to put it, you know, to push the legitimate narrative of the project. One of the artists, her, her Instagram, I mean, her Twitter is Jixdi, J-Y-X-D-I. And she has her own NFT collection as her as an NFT artist. She's very successful. And, you know, she had announced a few days ago as well. Like, like I'm saying, all of this happened within one week time frame. So she announced that she was going to be one of the artists for the project. You know, so, you know, that people thought that this is completely legit. However, also a few days ago, um, people started raising concerns in the Web3 community because, you know, Web3 is 24 hours active and everybody always knows what's going on. People started receiving um, DMCA takedowns mm -hmm. from the company, that, the parent company that owns Naruto. And people were getting confused as why that was going on, if this is an official Naruto project, as they were claiming. So, you know, people started questioning the, the users the, that created this. The users, their names on their Twitter are Sydney K. Taylor, and the other guy is um, Canadian Clay. So, so these, these, um, so these are the, the people in charge of the project as, you know, they, they were, I guess, you know, at the face of the project and people started questioning them, questioning them. So they came out and they said that, um, that they're actually waiting for, that they have actually spoken to the people from the roots of, but they're actually just, they're still waiting for the deal to be finalized. That is not finalized yet. And because of that, um, you know, like people that have an actual, uh, recognition in the NFT Web3 space, for example, like Jixdi, uh, she she announced uh, yesterday, last night, that she's backing out of the project. She wishes them best of luck because you know she's she does she says she 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 ha she was under the assumption as well as all of us excited for the project that this was you know that they they had everything you know set in stone, but that wasn't the case. So, um, you know, it's pretty much what you guys were talking about earlier about the hype craze. Um, you know, this is, I, I guess, you know, a perfect example. I don't know if you guys were aware of it. And like me personally, like th these users, the Sydney and Canadian Clay, um, you know, they, they're, they're pretty much, in my opinion, they're going to be blackballed from the Web3 community because their word has no credibility whatsoever since they weren't, um, you know, they, they, they weren't blatant about what was going on. And uh, it seems, you know, like, I, like, I mean, I, I hope the people, the, the, the Naruto parent company is paying attention because there's obviously, obviously a huge, huge demand for this because, you know, people are, are just super excited. But, you know, and it's but just like you guys were saying, you know, it's easy to get caught up in the hype craze, and, you know, a project destroyed and stuff. Um, okay. So just, I'm sorry, give me one second. And um, I would even, oh, sorry, finish, please. Yeah, I just wanted to get my points across because, like I said, I do wander off into like all over. Uh, okay, that was my first thing. Uh, the second thing I wanted to talk to you guys about was, you know, how you guys were talking about GameFi, the NFT Fi, and you know how that's that's you guys look at that as a meta trend coming, you know, for next year. 
Um, one of the things I don't know if you guys are aware, um, that I found out about this, you know, through the wormhole of the Naruto uh, NFT, is that GameStop they have an NFT platform, actually a website up right now. Um, it's it doesn't say anything. It's it's just I think it's NFT.GameStop.com, and it says change the world. Um, and in, in my in my opinion, I think it's just gonna be like a platform, uh, like what like what Angry Birds is to the Apple Store. This is what's gonna what GameStop hopes to what their vision is. This is just my opinion. Um, you know, they want to host the the P the P two E games on their platform, and I think they might be onto something because I also just saw on the news that um, uh, South Korea has banned P two E games from their country and that is, is a new law that went into effect and it's re retroactive so all the big tech companies have to comply this is just news from today and um uh yeah guys um just wanted to i think that that's pretty much what I, oh i'm sorry another and then another thing i wanted to talk to you guys about i'm sorry um olive garden so a few weeks a few days <laughs> yeah, ago there was that, a project not um, non-fungible olive gardens and you know it was just nfts that you own the your closest look a picture of your olive garden it wasn't affiliated with olive garden whatsoever in any way and then just yesterday they got a dmca takedown from the parent company of, of at olive garden as well you know they're saying that they're that they're misguiding people which they really weren't they never used any logos and on the on the minting page it does say we are not affiliated anyway but you know they are using piggybacking off the name to to um to to the for the project yeah. so however um, gonna... they launched and and the, the, the funny thing the hilarious thing about this is that they launched two nfts yesterday of the dmca takedown letter like they <laughs> minted that it's a pet of tea that was funny I thought I that was that. brilliant cool. yeah. so awesome uh but thank you guys um on oh, and for my 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 personal you know crazy predictions for the 2022 um the super bowl i feel like everything's gonna uh, hit like its peak at the super bowl because this is just like the merging of literally everything it's, it's, it's the super bowl is just going to be like something's going to happen that's just my prediction and then you guys at, towards like the end of, towards the end of, of the discussion you guys were talking about the stoners i've been was talking about the stoners um i just wanted to mention as well um that's you, you guys are are also right about that it's about <laughs> different cultures coming into web3 and like what for stoners, for example, one project that I'm looking into that they're gonna start minting in a few weeks is Cheech and Chong. They have the, the, their own Discord, and it's it's by them. You know, they're promoting it through their personal Instagram accounts, their own NFT collections, and I think that's awesome. Like I, I plan on minting that just to support them. Uh, you know, it's just, you know, it's so, can as you for, send me that link? Yeah, can you put the link in the general. Definitely. Have yeah, to yeah, I'll, I'll send you guys the, the the link, and I, I like. Like I'm sorry, like I don't mean to show, but maybe you guys could use my invite link. But yeah, definitely. And th that that yeah. that's all I wanted to get off my chest. Thank you Dude. so guys. I enjoy this and happy New Year's. Thank you so much. Happy, happy New, New Year's, Year. Jaguar. Thank you. Appreciate you coming up and uh, so, good to have you in Alpha Mint. You want to take Naruto? I know you have opinions. Uh, no, it was. It, yeah, it has nothing to do with them being Canadian. Um, Naruto, <laughs> like really quickly. Yeah. <laughs> This is something you're going to see a lot of um, people that are being overly aggressive and taking IP. Like you even mentioned Olive Garden kind of in the same light. And I think we could kill two birds with one stone there. Um, there are going to be people that try to uh, take this and run with it. I think that the Naruto thing felt like they were trying to do a very, very, very short hype cycle, get people into the discord, get them to mint and uh, and do do all of that very quickly so that 
you know, maybe the Naruto parent company wouldn't have time to react. I find it all very strange that these are the people that would have the licensing right to do an NFT. Um, and as you know, uh, um, Pardon me. He, as he pointed out, Jaguar pointed out, uh, it, the, there were a lot of red flags on there. Um, so I would imagine Naruto will eventually do an NFT, but I just don't think it'll be through them. Um, and thank God these people were not completely nefarious because if you saw the hype this garnered in just a few tweets, had they just opened the Discord and let a hundred thousand people in and, man, and announced yeah. a stealth mint on a fake site, they could have they could have robbed millions of dollars. So while it seems that they were trying to skirt licensing and some sort of scheme in that respect. Thank God these people weren't completely nefarious. And that's why you have to watch out for these things. And it's why you don't, you know, click first and think later. This is not, this should not be an industry that promotes fast click uh, situations. And, you know, thank God these people were not just complete scammers because they could have really wrecked a, a lot of people. Yeah, for sure. Um I think on that note, we'll probably uh, wrap this show up. If uh, if there's anything else you want to say before we finish up. No, I, I think that that's it. I, I, happy New Year to all. Uh, what a wonderful, wonderful uh, membership this this has been for all of us. Uh, meeting you and, and being with all you guys. So thank you. Happy New Year. And I look forward to 2022. Yeah. Uh, again, like, like Free Market said, and we've said so many times this episode, 2021 has been amazing. I see only great things for 2022 um, and, and Alpha Mint for all of you and for, for all of us. I think that's going to be amazing. Um, just some a little bit of announcement for the, the show. Uh, I think as of next Wednesday, which is January the 5th, I believe we are going to start transitioning into um, only going live on YouTube and Twitch. And we're going to find a way to integrate Twitter spaces on there as well. Um, some of the limitations of discord have been pretty frustrating. And as you, you know, as we experience on an almost a daily basis with it now, it's been a little bit frustrating. Um, and really we want to just be able to get the show out to people and have fun with it. We, you know, we want everybody that's watching now and has always supported us to, to be able to jump onto one of those platforms. I mean, you can listen to it in the background, but if you want to watch along, uh, you know, I think that the show is a great experience. Um, with some of the visuals we have going on there. We're going to be working on some production value, some editing and all that stuff. It's going to be really, really great. So I'm super excited for 2022 to be doing that with you, Free Market. Yes, sir. Right back at you, Cobain, R2, my friend. You got it. I look forward to all of this and I say good luck at the table, DJ. Happy New Year. <laughs>